This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. $120 million yacht linked to the oligarchs appear in Antigua. Bolivarian Alliance for the Peoples of Our America condemns U.S. exclusion policy ahead of 2022 America Summit. Assembly of Caribbean People wants CARICOM heads to boycott Summit of the Americas. Day of action against blockade on Cuba in several countries. National rums of Jamaica looking to expand sugarcane cultivation and the Americas has a shortfall of 600,000 health professionals. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, May 30th. We start a report today in Antigua. The Business Insider reports that a $120 million superyacht linked to sanctioned Russian oligarch Andrei Goryev Sr. has appeared in Antigua more than two months after it turned its location tracking systems off, according to the report by The Observer. Freelance journalist and photographer Gemma Handy snapped a photo of Alpha Nero, the almost 270-foot vessel anchored at the Caribbean island in the week ending May 22nd. The vessel's last confirmed location was in St. Martin on March 3rd. The West imposed sweeping sanctions on Russia and many of its oligarchs after the country invaded Ukraine in late February in the hope of putting pressure on President Vladimir Putin to call off the war. The United Kingdom sanctioned Goryev on April 6th. Goyev's whose wealth, according to Bloomberg, rounds $10.1 billion, is the co-founder of fertilizer giant Foss Agro. Goryev's son, the current CEO of Fosgro, has also been sanctioned by the UK. BahamaNews.net via Chinua News reports that the Bolivarian Alliance for the People of Our America on Friday denounced a U.S. decision to ban some Latin American countries from participation in the Summit of the Americas in the United States city of Los Angeles in June. The alliance supports the right of all countries of the continent to be invited and to participate in the event on an equal footing and underscore that the host country, the United States, has no right to impose exclusions or conditions in violation of their sovereignty and independence. ALBA also rejected the imposition measures against Venezuela and Nicaragua and the economic, commercial and financial blockade against Cuba in violation of the principles and purposes enshrined in the Charter of the United Nations and the international law. Founded in 2004, the ALBA block aims to reduce Latin America's reliance on Western aid by promoting intra-regional alliances and cooperation in key sectors such as energy and trade. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday report that the Assembly of Caribbean People is also calling on CARICOM heads of government to boycott the upcoming Summit of the Americas scheduled for June in the United States. In a statement signed by the representatives of Trinidad and Tobago, Barbados, Haiti, Suriname, Puerto Rico, Martinique, the Dominican Republic, and the Cuban chapter of the Assembly of Caribbean People, the group said there was a need for regional governments 
to defend the sovereignty of its people. The group said it had serious concerns about the U.S. strategy of divide and rule for the region. A letter making the call to boycott the summit was sent to various heads of government, the statement said. The group said there was a decision to exclude three member states from the summit, Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela. The statement further said, We the people of the Caribbean therefore insist that you hold fast to the established principles in international relations, namely that there be respect for the sovereignty of nation-states and that a state must not interfere in the internal affairs of another sovereign state, and further, those states should not seek to manipulate treaties and or multilateral institutions for the achievement of their perceived national interests. The group said that the decision by regional heads of government to attend the summit in Los Angeles, California from June 6 to 10 demonstrated the acceptance of the U.S. to pick and choose the countries it preferred to attend. Sinkets and Nevis Observer reports that the Cuban Ministry of Foreign Affairs said this past Sunday was an international day of action being held for the end of economic blockade imposed by the United States on Cuba. According to the entity, in several cities across the United States, the population joined in a new caravan to establish a bridge of hope between both countries and demand President Joe Biden and the coercive measures against the nation. In Miami, the coordinator of the Solidarity Project, Puentes de Amor, Carlos Lazo, pointed out that this was the 23rd consecutive monthly caravan held in the city to show support for the people of the island and to demand an end to the illegal blockade. Lazo pointed out that although the regulations announced on May 16 by the U.S. presidency enhanced the resumption of the family reunification program, the lifting of limits on remittances and the facilitation of travel for U.S. citizens, there is still a lack of action to mitigate the impact of the blockade on Cuba. According to the report, countries such as Panama, Denmark, Honduras, Dominican Republic, Bolivia, Kazakhstan, Bahamas, Brazil, Uruguay, Belize, Argentina, Spain, Canada, and other regions, messages in favor of the normalization of ties between Washington and Havana were received. The report states that Cuban President Miguel Diaz-Canel expressed his gratitude to all the friends of the Caribbean nation who showed their solidarity and demand for the end of the blockade in different latitudes. Jamaica Information Service reports that the partly-owned State National Rums of Jamaica Limited is looking to expand sugarcane cultivation. According to the report, this move is expected to generate employment for displaced sugar workers in Clarendon. During the 2018-2019 crop season, the Clarendon-based Money Must Sugar Factory ceased operations, which resulted in the jobs of hundreds of employed residents, agriculture 
Agriculture and Fisheries Minister Purnell Charles Jr. said that some of the displaced workers will be absorbed in the activities and expansions at the Clorendon distilleries. He commended the distillery's management and staff on the facility's production output and contribution to the community, having over 300 persons employed and producing about 9 million liters of alcohol. Incorporated in 1980, National Rums of Jamaica Limited is jointly owned by the Government of Jamaica, West Indies Rum Distillery Limited of Barbados, and Demerara Distillery of Guyana. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Government of Jamaica will be introducing a new bedside registration app next year as a method to immediately capture childbirth information, according to a statement by the Minister Without Portfolio in the office of the Prime Minister, Floyd Green. He noted that the app is being developed under the National Identification System Project in collaboration with the Registrar General Department of Jamaica. Upon launch of the app, our registration officers will be able to populate birth certificate information in real time, Mr. Green said. So where we are headed is that by next year, mothers will be able to leave the hospital or birth centers with with verifiable electronic copies of their children's birth certificate, the minister said. St. Lucia Times reports that the director of the Pan-American Health Organization, Caricia Ithian, said that the deficit in the health workforce in the Americas reaches 600,000 professionals, something that affects access to care, especially for those in rural and underserved areas of the region. During the deliberations of the 2022-2030 to Action Plan, Working for Health, at the 75th World Health Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland on May 27, Ethian acknowledged the enormous sacrifice and contribution of health workers in the Americas. The Pan American Health Director noted that during the peak of the pandemic, task shifting and task sharing saved lives, and that patient care delivery was facilitated by digital transformation. In that regard, she commended that the Pan American Health Organization through its virtual campus for public health, trained more than 900,000 health workers in the control and management of COVID-19, health services, continuity, and vaccine deployment during the pandemic. However, Ethian said, we can no longer ignore long-standing deficiencies in the health system, which impact the capacity of the health workforce to provide quality, uninterrupted care. Among the deficiencies, Ethian cited the migration of health workers to urban centers or wealthier countries, exasperating the gap, lack of planning between the education and labor sectors, and insufficient emphasis on interprofessional and ongoing education. Among the effects of the COVID-19, the World Health Organization study estimates that around 115,000 health workers died between January 2022 and May 2021 worldwide. Investing in health systems and a fit-for-purpose healthy workforce constitutes a priority for the Americas, she remarked, adding that the Pan-American Health Organization looks forward to working with member states, partners, and World Health Organization in developing a transformative agenda in human resources for health in the Americas. 
And finally, the Virgin Islands Consortium reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands is hosting a hometown celebration on Saturday, June 4th for U.S. NCAA women's basketball star Aaliyah Boston with a sign unveiling at the Cyril E. King Airport on St. Thomas to be followed by a parade and short congratulatory ceremony. According to a USVI government house statement, it says that the St. Thomas native and national champion front court all-star for the NCAA women's basketball champion South Carolina Gamecocks will be conducting basketball camps for female basketball players while she is visiting. Boston recently signed a deal with Under Armour, a leading inventor, marketer, and distributor of branded athletic performance apparel, footwear, and accessories. Together, they will host a first-ever Aaliyah Boston camp powered by UA Nexton St. Thomas on June 10th. In 2022, Boston was named Southeastern Conference Player of the Year, Naismith College Player of the Year, Naismith Defensive Player of the Year, Associated Press Women's College Basketball Player of the Year, Wade Trophy, U.S. Basketball Writers Association Women's National Player of the Year, John R. Wooden Award, and NCAA Most Outstanding Player for 2022. Aaliyah was born in St. Thomas and has lived in Worcester, Massachusetts since she was 12. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, May 30th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 